welcome to episode number 21 of the Beauty Business Podcast. This is the show for the health and beauty industry, particularly you independents out there. Now, I'm here to connect you to the people, the tools, the tips and advice to help get your health and beauty business to where you want it to be. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host and I'm on a mission to help mobile therapists, nail technicians, home salons and independent salons and spas to reach their business goals through simple, practical and focused business information, ideas and strategy. Now, I make it a point not only to tell you what to do, but as far as I can in a 40 minute podcast episode, how to get the results too. I firmly believe that if you have the right business foundations in place, then running a beauty business can be fun and not fraught. Now on that subject, owning and managing a successful beauty business, a salon, a spa, a clinic or a treatment room in your home takes a lot of work, but there are ways to ensure that some of the aspects, particularly the management and the marketing side, don't take up so much of your time as some beauty business owners seem to spend on it. Now you may or may not be aware that I've created a community called the Beauty Business Hackers to prove that you can create the foundations for a thriving beauty business quickly and simply if you just know the right things to do, the things that will get the biggest results for the least amount of time and effort. Now, I created what I've called the 25X Beauty Business Booster Toolkit to help get people off to a great start. Now, this toolkit is the quick start guide, if you like, a checklist, um, a list of things to do to becoming a beauty business hacker yourself. Now, to make sure that you aren't missing out on the easy wins and to ensure that you're getting maximum profitable impact for minimum time and effort. Now, my goal for the toolkit is to help two main types of beauty business owners. First of all, those who are just starting out, those who are just navigating all the things that need to happen to start and get a beauty business off the ground. So this list of quick-ish wins are the key building blocks that you need in place to give you a fantastic jump start on your business journey. And then also, I want to help those more experienced beauty business owners, the ones who've put in all the hard work and the time and the effort, the ones who are busy with clients, with staff and the day-to-day -day running of a beauty business. But they want to take it to the next level and they need to maximize their efforts in the short amount of time that they have available for working on their business rather than working in it. It's definitely for you too. Now, especially if you've been in the business for some time, there are some great new tricks that you can take advantage of straight away and this should have an immediate effect on your business. Now, the checklist covers my favorite business hacks covering areas such as your website, your marketing, your advertising, your email, and then a couple of additional, slightly more off the wall ideas to help boost your beauty business too. Now, I'm going to cover as many of the tips and the tricks and the hacks in this podcast as possible, but I'm not going to be able to cover all 25 of them. One, the podcast to be an hour and a half long, and also some of them do need the images and the paper-based kind of explanations to really understand them. So I've picked out my favorite ones to cover with you today in this episode. But don't worry, you can grab your very own copy of the 25X Beauty Business Toolkit and I'll give you the link to that at the end. It's completely free. Just go there and download it. Now, I'll put that up at the end to remind you so you're not trying to search for it right now. And also from there, you can join my Beauty Business Hackers movement too so you can get maximum results for minimum effort moving forwards. Oh, I should also say that there's a good chance that some of my 25 tips you may already be using. 
it's always fascinating to me which ones people are using and which ones people aren't. They're always different, but the point is that even if just one or two of the things in the toolkit are things that you're not doing, then given the time that it takes to put them in place, it will have been entirely worth it for you to listen to this episode or for you to read the toolkit itself. So is everyone ready to dive in with some super time-saving quick wins for your business? Right, let's go. First up is your website. Now, your website is your number one online asset. Yes, it still is. You might get more client interaction on Twitter. It's certainly easier to update Facebook than a website and pictures are much more fun to share on Instagram. But all of these platforms could change overnight, making it more difficult to communicate with your customers through them. Now, your website should be the core of your online presence. It's your online storefront. Now, you wouldn't want your salon to look shabby, now would you? So here are a couple of things to check about your current business website. First of all, it doesn't need to be flashy. It doesn't need to be any more than even just a couple of pages, to be honest. But we do have all these other internet spaces to be able to update people quickly. But whether your website is just three good looking pages or a huge 60 page all singing, all dancing e-commerce facility, it does need to be quick. Now, when looking online these days, consumers value speed speed of your pages to load and speed of being able to find the thing that they're looking for. It's critical. Now, I bet you've been on a website recently that took more than a few seconds. You were there on your phone and you were trying to find some information quickly and the website you were looking for took either more than a few seconds to load or you couldn't easily find the information you were looking for. Let me guess, you simply hit the back button and you went to the next page in line and found the information you wanted there. So how do you know if your website is quick enough? Well, Fortunately, those lovely people at Google have created a tool to help you out. It's called the Google Page Speed Tool, and it will not only analyze your website and give you a simple performance score, but it will go one further and it will tell you exactly what you need to do to make it go faster. Now, to find this, simply go into Google and type Google Page Speed, and that will immediately give you the website. You simply go there, type in your web address, it will analyze your website, it will come back, and it will suggest the things that you need to change. Now, some of them might be really simple, things that you can do yourself. Some of them you might need to get whoever looks after your website to look at. But the point is you can simply print this information off or email it straight to your web developer and allow them to take care of it. Now, next, I've called this one Think Mobile. Now, things move quickly in today's world. You may have noticed that. Now, over the last couple of years, people in the know have been advising that websites need to be mobile optimized or what's called responsive. And both of these things mean the same thing. It means that they can be used on small screen devices such as iPhones and tablets, as well as on a laptop or a desktop computer. Well, today I'm gonna to say, forget about that. What I mean is if your website isn't designed specifically for phones and tablet devices, then you may as well not exist. Now, the vast majority of people nowadays browse websites on their phones. It's something about 80% of people browse on their phones. And the number compared to laptops and desktops is only increasing. So forget about being mobile optimized. You need to be mobile focused. Design your website for mobiles first. Honestly, forget about the desktop. You don't need to worry about it too much. Anyone who's still looking on their desktop or laptop, they'll still be able to see it if it's rendered for a phone easily. But focus on making your website easily usable, searchable, and findable for mobile phones. 
Now, as I said before, your website needs to be the core of your online presence, but it also needs to link to all your other online platforms too. So I'm calling this tip, don't be antisocial. Now, different people prefer different online platforms for many reasons. Some people prefer Facebook. Some people prefer the bite-sized nature of Twitter and some like looking at pictures on Instagram. So with your website as the core or the hub in the wheel of your online business, if you like, make it as easy for people to follow you in the way they want to. So make sure you've got obvious and easy to find social follow buttons on your website. Put them everywhere that makes sense, but make sure you've got them in the top right hand corner of your website and also in the footer as well, because that's the place people look for them. It all comes down to simply following convention and putting things where people expect to find them. It's great to have a really interesting and unusual looking website and put them in different places too, but make sure you put them where people expect to find them. Don't give people an excuse not to be able to keep up to date with you. As a local business, it's easy to think that you don't need to worry too much about all this internet stuff. After all, the internet is for global mega corporations and cute cat videos and looking at your friends' photos on Facebook, right? Wrong. People use the internet to find everything these days, especially with the recent capabilities of location-based services. Now, if you've ever wondered how Google Maps and TripAdvisor and Facebook seem to know where you are, well, it's because they do via your smartphone. Now, one of the most popular searches on Google these days is for local businesses. For example, people search for things like supermarket near me or nearest Starbucks or beauty salon near me. Now, if your business isn't properly set up on Google, then you might be missing out on local searches like these and potentially a large number of clients. Now, you can take care of this in mere minutes by going to Google My Business, simply type in Google My Business, into Google and follow the steps on there. It walks you through the whole process and by the end of just a few screens, you'll have a perfectly set up business on Google. It's totally free and it also gives you a wealth of additional tools to help make sure your business is found first on Google when people are searching. And another tip here, if you put in your opening hours on your Google listing, and I recommend you do this anyway as it's information that people do look for, but you can also get ahead of the crowd if your opening hours are different to lots of others in your area because Google will read that. It will see that you're open more often and it will help move you to the top of the listings. Now, next, we'll move on to your marketing. Now, you could argue that this whole toolkit is actually about marketing. And in today's fast moving Internet based business world, it seems like, well, everything is marketing. And there are people that would argue that that is true. But in this section, I've included some of my best tips that I've seen used for quick, simple, but incredibly effective marketing for your beauty business. So first up, I'm calling it project your voice. Now, you may not be open 24 hours a day, but your voicemail is. Now, clients and potential customers are going to call you at all hours of the day. If you use your mobile phone as your primary business number, then you will absolutely know this for sure by receiving phone calls in the middle of the night and all kinds of things. Now, this also happens that when you're in a treatment or you're rushing down some lunch or you're heading to or from work, or like I say, when you finally switch off at the end of the day, but you can let your voicemail do some work for you. Instead of the normal, sorry, I can't come to the phone right now type message, or even worse, one of those horrible messages that you're phone provider makes available to you. Why not record a bit more of a fun, a bit more of a promotional message highlighting, for example, a new treatment or a new offer or a new promotion 
or your website or your social media channel. And if you have the ability to take online bookings, then give out the web address and let your clients book themselves in. There you go. Easy. Now, next one. I'm possibly going to get in trouble for this one, but you may or may not know that most suppliers, most of your product suppliers in the beauty business have something called a SIF or a sales incentive fund. Now, this is a fund or a budget designed to help their customers, i.e. you, to promote their products and services to your clients. Now, this means that you can enlist the help of your supplier to get them to supply you with promotional goods prizes and gifts and things like that to give away to your clients. And in order to access this stuff, all you usually have to do is put on some kind of special promotion or an event, which is probably something you already do. Now, this not only helps to promote their brand and products, but it promotes your business too. And it could even not cost you a penny. So if you've never heard of this or your product rep has <clears throat> forgotten to mention this to you, then simply ask them about it. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but the amount of my clients that I speak to who weren't aware of this and have been providing their own products, i.e. paying for products to hold and use in their own events, constantly surprises me. So there you go. Now, the next one is about your social marketing. Now, I couldn't have a marketing section without a special mention to the best quick and easy social media wins. So here you go. Now, I don't know about you, but when it comes to posting on social media for my business, I can either put it off for days or get lost in it for hours. I can go off looking for images, sit there thinking about what to post. Simply remembering to post and fitting it in between you know, real work can often be a struggle. Now, instead, you can use social media scheduling software to help you do the work. All you need to do for this is you can set aside a few hours a month to set up all your planned social media posts for the coming weeks. That way, you don't need to worry and stress about it on a daily basis. It's just covered for you. And when the mood takes you and you have something timely and fun and interesting to share on the fly, you can do so simply from your phone. But you don't have to worry about it the rest of the time. Now, there are websites like Buffer and Hootsuite um, I'll put links to those in the show notes. Um, these are the most common tools for doing this. And if you're not sending out too many posts, they can actually be completely free to use. Now, if you don't mind spending a little bit of money for some more heavyweight tools that will multiply your time even further by not only finding content for you to share, but it will also repost some of your more successful posts to mean that you have to spend even less time doing it. Then there are other products like Meet Edgar, which is a fairly new piece of software that do an amazing job. All you need to do is just Google Meet Edgar and it will take you through a bit of a, a tutorial about how it works. But I've found something a little bit more special. So this is my super secret marketing tip. Now, I found some software recently called SmarterQ. Now, it's got all the clever tools that Meet Edgar has. Plus, it's got a few additional ones that not only help you discover really interesting, awesome industry industry related articles and pictures and tips and tricks that your clients will find interesting and you can just add them to your schedule by simply clicking a button. But another thing that I always get confused with, because when you're using social media, you don't only want to share it with your existing clients. You want it to actually help you find new clients as well. But the only real way to do that is by using hashtags to kind of allow people to find your stuff. 
and I never know what hashtags to actually use. So SmarterQ is brilliant because what it will do is it will actually look at what you're posting and then suggest to you what hashtags will go along with your post that will actually get you then the most additional interest. And for me, that's absolutely worth the price itself. But the best bit, it's less than half the price of Meet Edgar. Now, I think the typical trial period that you can get for SmarterQ is, a, I think it's either seven or 14 days. But I've spoken to the people at SmarterQ and I've got a free 30-day trial of SmarterQ that I don't even think you have to put in any credit card details or anything to use. And if you want that, I will put a link to it on the show notes page, but there's also a link to it in the downloadable 25X toolkit as well. So just look for the tip on SmarterQ and you'll find the link there. Now, next, also on your social marketing, I've called this one Go Live. Now, when it comes to Facebook these days, getting our posts out in front of our fans and followers is becoming more and more difficult. That is without paying for advertising, but I will talk about this in a bit. Now, one of the things that seems clear just now is that Facebook loves video. And if it loves video, then it positively salivates over live video. Now, I did a quick experiment the other day to see if this actually rings true in the real world. Now, typically, my Facebook page posts, the one to my business page, they'll typically reach a few hundred people over the course of a few hours. Now, I did one Facebook Live the other day, and it's the first one I've ever done, and it wasn't even anything kind of value-packed. It was simply updating people on what I've been doing recently, what I've been working on. And within hours, Facebook had shared it with over 1,300 people. And after a couple of days, I was well over 3,000 people that it had been shared with. So get out your phone, open the Facebook app, and hit the Go Live button. Simply talk about something that you might ordinarily have written a post about. Um, anything, you know, what you've been up to, a charitable event, a new treatment that you've got going on, anything. And watch your reach, comments, likes, and shares absolutely skyrocket. Now, next, I'm going to tell you a few things about your advertising. Now, when it comes to advertising, I always get a bit confused as to where kind of marketing ends and advertising starts. And I guess the truth is that advertising is part of marketing. But advertising to me is something a little bit more overt. It's actually telling people what you do, what you have on offer, and inviting them in some way to come and buy from you. Now, here are some fantastic, quick, simple, and cost-effective ways to advertise that you may not have thought of. Now, first of all, I'm calling this one easy-peasy advertising. Now, you can promote your offers, your events, your new releases, etc., in physical places where you're already interacting with your customers. Things like at the bottom of your emails, on your loyalty cards, on your price lists, and even on the bottom of your receipts. Now, this is something that big businesses do, and they do it for a reason, because it works. It may not get you a flood of new business, but even the odd additional sale, the odd additional upgrade or gift voucher purchase, it's all extra money for you. And as you're giving or sending these things out anyway, it's cost you zero time and zero money to do it. Gotta love some zero effort advertising. Next is text messaging. Now, I'm gonna go out on a limb and suggest that you're using text messaging in some way in your business and probably to send out appointment reminders, which is a fantastic way of using text messaging. But have you ever thought of using text messages or SMS to advertise? Now, if you have 
the mobile phone contact number of your clients, and you really should. You could use simple text messages to promote your business. One of the very best uses for this is to fill gaps, short-term gaps in your appointment book quickly. Now, one of my actually quite large clients uses this to really incredible effect, and here's what they do. First of all, you create a list of names and phone numbers around about 50, 60 to about 100 of your best customers. Try to pick the ones that you know are available at short notice and flexible on times. Now, you could make a really big deal about this by calling them either your VIP club or your friends and family or something similar to that. Now, all you need to do then is you keep an eye on your appointment book. And if a few days in the future, you've got a large gap of time with no treatments, you simply send out a text message to this VIP club or your friends and family, and you offer a treatment at that time, possibly with a free upgrade or a product to take home or some sort of additional benefit just to kind of really secure them. And while it's true that each text message will cost you a very small amount of money, you only need one or two people to take the offer up to fill up your appointment space and you're massively easily in profit. Now, the reason this works much better than sending out an email is down to something called read rate. Now, we all get loads of emails these days. I read a stat the other day that the average person now receives over 100 emails a day. I certainly do. And, you know, I don't know about you, but often if I've come to my email and there's a whole stack of them, I'll just quickly decide which ones I want to delete. Now, it's all too easy simply to do this and just delete them en masse if we don't think there's something of value in there. However, think about what happens when you get a text message. It pops up on your phone screen and you kind of physically have to either read it or open it to delete it or do anything with it. You've kind of got to interact with it in some way. So the read rate for SMS messages is pretty much 100%. It's actually about 90% because sometimes you can just swipe it to get rid of it. But the figures vary. Now, the read rate for email is somewhere between 20% and 30%. So if you think about it, out of every 10 messages you send on text message, nine out of those 10 will be read, but only two or three out of every 10 emails you send out will actually be read. So send a text message, you're going to get to actually more people. Now, you can send the message either from your phone if you're not sending it to too many people. You can simply create a little group within your SMS app or you can use an online SMS service. You can simply set up all your clients on there and whenever you want to send out an offer, you just log in on there online and send it out through there. Um, if you have any sort of booking software or management software for your business, it might be possible to do it through there as well. Simply give your software supplier a call and ask them if they can send out SMS marketing messages and they should be able to kind of guide you through there. Now, I've done this hundreds of times with my clients and never once have we failed to bring in far more revenue than it's cost us in text messages. Now, the alternative might be no revenue at all if you don't fill that appointment time. So it's well worth the one or two pounds or one or two dollars that you spend on the text messages. Now, next, I'm going to talk about Facebook ads. Now, if you're not sure what these are, have you ever noticed those posts that appear in your Facebook feed for products and services that you don't actually follow, but they seem like something that you would actually be interested in anyway? Well, they are Facebook ads. And the reason that you see ads for things you might be interested in is because Facebook knows everything about you. Now, don't get freaked out. All I mean here is that through the course of you writing status updates and commenting on Facebook posts and the things that you click on and everything like this. Facebook builds a profile of your likes and dislikes, your hobbies and your interests and things like that. Then it allows companies 
to promote things to you, but only the things that it thinks you might be interested in anyway. Now, it's an incredibly powerful tool, but it's one that you can use too and for a very, very small cost. Now, let's say that you're going to print a bunch of flyers to advertise your salon or your beauty business, and then you were going to pay for someone to walk around and post these through local letterboxes or hand them out on a nearby busy high street. Well, this is clearly advertising, and there'd be a cost to both print the flyers and pay the person to hand them out. Now, let's say instead that you use that money to create yourself a Facebook ad. Now, Facebook knows where people live and what they like to do and who they're friends with. Now, you can use this information to target people on Facebook who only live in your area and have shown an interest in whatever it is that your business offers. For example, massage, nails, tanning, hair removal, permanent makeup, lashes, whatever it is. And then Facebook will only show the advert to the people who match those criteria. Now, if you think about it, this is the equivalent of that person handing out flyers, only handing it out to people who live near your salon and love the treatments and services you offer. Now, Facebook ads is a huge topic, and there's some fantastic videos to help you out from Facebook available on their website. And again, I'll put a link to the Facebook ads videos in the show notes. Now, you can spend just a few pounds per week and get a steady stream of new customers coming into you every single day. So it's well worth just having a look at this as an option. Now, next up, I want to talk about your email. First of all, let's get this straight. A database of email addresses for your existing clients, your previous clients, and your prospective clients is an incredibly valuable business tool. Now, your other communication methods, such as Facebook and Twitter that we've already talked about, are out of your control and they can change overnight with dramatic effects on how easily you can talk to your fans, your followers and your customers. Email, on the other hand, is reliable, it's sturdy and it isn't going anywhere. Sure, it's more difficult to cut through the massive distractions that we get on email these days, but it is your one low cost, speedy way of communicating with your entire client base easily. Now, pretty much every single study ever done on the subject shows that keeping in touch with your clients keeps clients. Even just a quarterly email newsletter sent out to all your email contacts helps retain existing clients, bring back ones that you may not have seen in a while, and bring in new clients via referrals. It's exactly why, if, like me, that you're a member of a gym, but you never go, I fail to cancel my membership. It's because every few months they send me an email with pictures of people working out and getting fit, new classes that are available, new gym equipment that have been installed. Somehow that's enough to keep me feeling like a member of the club. So I keep paying my monthly membership fee like a good boy. Now, the problem is that you can't just use your own email system like Google or Hotmail to send out emails to lots of people on a regular basis. It won't like it and it probably will shut you down. What you need is a proper mass email system called an ESP or an email software provider. Now, there are plenty of online email software providers that allow you to send out professional looking newsletters quickly and easily without any sort of design skills or web coding capabilities. Now, a popular one is called MailChimp, which I used for a long time. It's incredibly easy to use. It helps you to create really amazing looking emails. And if you've got less than, I think, about 2,000 email addresses you, and you don't need some of the power features, it's completely free forever. 
Now, they've also got some great videos to help get you up and running in just a few minutes, and it really is well worth looking at. But nowadays, what people are looking for when it comes to emails is emails that are specifically targeted for their interests. So you might say that because you're a beauty salon, people who come to a beauty salon are always interested in what you have to share. But that might not be true because some people are going to be more receptive to information about, for example, new facials that you offer or new hand and nail treatments that you offer or new medical treatments that you offer. So you might not want to send the same email out to all of your clients. And this is starting to get into an area called segmentation, which is the real sort of advanced way of using your email at the moment. Now, I'm going to be doing a couple of podcasts very soon about making the most of this sort of way of using your email. And if you do fancy getting a bit, well, fancy, then I can recommend another ESP, another email service provider called Active Campaign. Now, it can do everything that MailChimp can do, but if you want to use some of these more powerful features such as segmentation, email automation, follow-up sequences, then it does this in a much, much, much more easier way than MailChimp. Now, Active Campaign does cost a small amount of money. It starts at around $17 a month, so it's not huge amounts, but for the additional features, it's absolutely worth it, so long as you're going to use them. Now, if all you want to do is send out the odd email newsletter every month, then just stick with MailChimp. Just like social media, you don't use your emails only to promote your offers. You need a mix of email to keep people engaged, to keep them opening and reading your emails. If only if all that you do is you send out promotional based emails, then people are going to get sick of that and they're just going to stop opening all your emails. Now, broadly speaking, there are three types of emails that you should send. And these are number one, transactional. Now, this is the email that you send out following a transaction of some kind. Basically, it's been triggered by your client's behavior. So if a client has booked an appointment, you might send them a booking confirmation or a reminder. If they've had a treatment, you might send them a thank you email or a survey or a receipt. Now, the next type of email is relational. And this is where you aren't selling anything or offering anything at all. It's purely useful information. It could be an article that you've written, a quick tips guide, a how-to guide on a new makeup trend or a new hairstyle. This is purely something that may be of interest to your client that you're giving away. It doesn't even need to be something that you've written. You could share an article that you read online. Just remember to attribute the original author or link to the article in some way so you're not trying to pass it off as your own. Now, the final type of email is kind of the one that you really want to send. It's the promotional email. So this is the one where you're selling, as it were. It might be that you're telling people about a new treatment, about a product release, about an event that you're holding, about a price change. Think of it this way. Is this email designed to directly benefit you and your business? If the answer is yes, then it's likely a promotional one. And you should be sending the less of this type of email than the other two. And if you want your emails to be read consistently, you need to keep this one to the minimum. Now, next up, I'm going to call this one other ideas. Didn't really fit into the other categories that I've spoken about. Now, this one's called ask for the rebooking. Now, sometimes it's the simplest things that can make a massive difference. So quick question for you. Do you and or your team ask each and every single client that they see if they'd like to book in for their next treatment before they leave from the treatment or service they're just having now. You should be every single time. Now, I've been advising clients to do this for years, so I've got a fair bit of data to go on. 
Now, without boring you with lots of stats, here is what I'm pretty confident will happen for every 10 clients that you ask to rebook within a six-week timeframe, if that's appropriate for your business. Now, seven will say yes, and they'll book in again. Two of these will cancel their booking or move it outside of the six-week timeframe between booking it in now and the actual treatment itself. Four people will actually come in for their appointment and one will be late or fail to show up. However, if you fail to ask a client to rebook at all, then only two clients in 10 will book back in again within that six-week timeframe. So even with the cancellations and the late arrival and the no-show, you're still two appointments better off simply for asking a question that takes about five seconds. Now, there are things you can do to improve this rebooking rate simply by how you ask this question. Now, there's way more to this than I can go into detail here, but if you check out episode 15 of the Beauty Business Podcast, I go into much more detail about this there. Okay, so we've just about hit the half hour spot there for this episode, and I kind of want to keep it to about that period of time. So that's about half of the tips that are in the full 25X Beauty Business Booster Toolkit. Now, I said right at the beginning, if you want to get yourself a copy of that, it's absolutely available as a free download. And if you want to get your hands on that, you can either go to the show notes page, which is at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 21 or you can simply go and get it straight from the main website which you can go to salonbusinesssecrets.com forward slash 25x toolkit and you can simply download it from there okay that's it for this episode but just quickly if you have enjoyed this episode if any of the ideas that i've given you has given you the confidence to try some of these things, to put some of these in practice, then please pop over to iTunes, look up the podcast page and leave me an honest rating or review. It helps me to know that I'm producing useful and insightful episodes and I believe it helps other independent beauty business owners to find the podcast and to benefit from it too. So I'm going to be back in a week. I hope you will join me. Have a fantastic week until then. Bye for now.